Hey, I'm Scott. And I'm Chris. And this is Doxologic, where we help you think with your Bible. All right, well, welcome back. Excited to be together again. Scott, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, Chris. Always a pleasure to be here. Indeed, and we have got an important conversation, one that uh, feels really timely given um, the, the life of what's going on in our church and yeah. how many folks we're seeing come uh, to, to, to visit Doxa Church, and the topic is this, when and how uh, does a Christian leave their church? So timely, so timely. In this season, uh, you know, we've got COVID-19 in the background as well, So there, it, what it, which is to say that... Um, You've got the church shutting down. You've got some churches opening. Maybe somebody's church has not been open and other people's have. And so people are moving around. So you've got that issue going on that's kind of dislodging the church, so to speak. You've got serious political um, battles that have gone on this year. And then some, you know, sociologically, even theological issues like uh, BLM, uh, you know, some some aspects of socialism, you know, Marx, all, all these kind of issues going on. And so just what we've noticed and probably what's happening in a lot of churches is that people that are meeting are seeing a ton of new people. And, and, the, and so we've been wrestling with this kind of question of, how do we shepherd someone through that when they're coming and uh, where they've come from and their decision-making behind what to look for? Let me, let me ask you this, Chris. You've now been a pastor for, for a number of years, and you've probably heard quite a bit about why people have told you they leave their churches. What, what are some ones that stand out to you? I'm sure there's both yeah. humorous and sad ones. Yeah. <laughs> D- despite my youthful appearance, I've been a pastor 10 years now. 10 years. Imagine my goodness. Six, Let's see. six here and four as a youth pastor. Okay. You're, you're growing up, man. Before I, seminary, yeah. Okay, so 20, my birthday, on my 25th birthday, I became an elder, and so I'm 34, so Imagine I'm right that. there. There it is. <laughs> We're right about it a we, decade. We recently had someone come up, a new guy, come up to the church, and after talking briefly, he was like, how old are you guys? And we're like, 34 and 36, and I had no idea what to expect, and then what did he say? Uh, the future's like, bright the or future's something? The future's bright. For this generation is going in the right it's direction. Okay. And we're like, thank you, sir. Um, okay, so so people leave churches. Uh, the, the worser reasons. Oh, um, I like the word worse. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it works. Sir. Okay, thank it you. Um, I'm thinking things like, um, I just really didn't like the, it could have been pick a leader, the worship pastor's uh, style. Yep. I didn't like the personality of the senior pastor. I mm-hmm. found him dry mm-hmm. in his in his sermons, perhaps, yes. or his, his sense of humor. You know, it was never uh, much of a sense of humor. Things like that. I'm, I know you've got yeah, I mean, reasons. I think I don't want to, but lacking an entertainment kind of quality, something to kind of draw you in. I think church is sort of the expectation is becoming that a pastor is a whole bunch of things other than what his role is in the scriptures, you know, like he's got to be able to gain an audience. He's got to be able to make them laugh. He's got to be able to tell a story. He's also the real estate guy. He's also this, he's also that, you know, there's all kinds of things that are built in. I think yeah. people have an expectation that, that you better give them a reason to come back. Here's another one I hear uh, uh, quite a bit is um, we let our kids decide where we go to church. Now, mm-hmm. there, there's a part of that where you're like, huh? And there's another part where I can understand that to some degree. The huh part is interesting. I really wouldn't let my kids 
pick a lot of things, certainly not something as important as what church do I go to? But I think the underlying heart of the parent is, but we want a place where our kids do like to come to church and learn about Jesus and all of those things. And so, yes, that's important, but um, man, I I would just want to continue to drive back to, yes, but parents, you're the leaders, you're the shepherds, you should be shepherding and preparing your kids uh, in such a way that the style of youth ministry, for example, is not ultimate in your decision making. You know, for for a church home. Sure, sure. Yeah. So uh, you know, we could just keep going. There's, off there's on a lot of examples. Many bad reasons. Let's not keep going down too far. That we want to be helpful ultimately. And sure. So so when and how um, to, to leave a church? A couple of things come to mind. I know your turn to First Timothy, and I was thinking uh, parts of Second uh, Timothy. One thing that's tough is uh, just the starting points here is that. Um, Paul doesn't exactly address this question in an outright sense. We need to work with, like, uh, here's the purpose of the church, here's what pastors need to be doing, what elders need to be doing to be qualified, and and, and because uh, Philippi had one church. Right. Colossae had one church. As far as we know, Thessalonica had one church, right? And so uh, you didn't just simply leave and go the next Sunday to the place, you know, a mile down the street to the next church. Uh, that obviously took shape over time. Sure. Uh, so we don't see this direct question addressed, but we can definitely get there and make some applications. Where, where do you want to get it started? Yeah, I mean, um, you could make some arguments for you know Ephesians, for example, and there being a lot of house gatherings, but all of that being gathered under one leadership structure. So it's still the same idea, even yep. though there's multiple gatherings. Just to be clear on that, in case someone's like, wait a minute, but there are multiple. Sure. And, and that was true in many cities, but there was still is under one leadership, is still essentially one church. Uh, well, one of the first things that I would say is um, it shouldn't be easy for you to leave a church, you know, because no church is perfect. No church is going to have it all together. And uh, the church thrives and depends on a type of mutual belonging to each other that endures trials, that endures difficulties, that endures, you know, relational conflict to get by the gospel to a better place to flesh out all that the Christian life would allow us to supernaturally live out together in community. And so I would just say, we want to be very careful, but there is situations where, um, sadly what I, the way I've been saying it, even to the folks that have been coming in is you may not actually have left your church. Your church may have left you. Okay. So explain And that's where I'm going to first Timothy chapter three. Okay. So first Timothy chapter three gives a sense in verse uh, 15 for why Paul is writing this. This is obviously written to Timothy, who is the pastor of the church at Ephesus. He was a young pastor. How do you organize? What's the church supposed to look like? How's it supposed to work? And he says, if I delay, you need to know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of the Mm. truth. So to me, the very foundational thing you're wanting to look for in a truth is, or in a church, (laughs) cat's out of the bag already, right? (laughs) Is not um, a program's quality necessarily. I don't want to dump on programs. It's just not ultimate. It's not how entertained you are. It's not how you feel when you leave, but it is the presence or lack thereof of the truth being proclaimed. I think about Acts chapter 20. And one of the things is Paul's addressing the Ephesian elders that he says is that he he did not shrink away from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Right. And I think 
for your soul's sake. You need some to be somewhere where the truth of God is being proclaimed and not shied away from, but the whole counsel of God is being upheld, proclaimed, and um, urged to live in light of. I think that's a really foundational place to start. You agree with that? Hundred percent, yeah, and and just uh, I, I think about in my my uh, kind of scanning in First Timothy here to consider uh, the issue of false teachers, and uh, one reason to leave a church uh, is the um, if if it if it becomes clear, and this needs to usually be given some time, but if it becomes clear that particularly the teaching leadership in a church is not holding to faithful biblical doctrine, um, you don't need, really, I would argue, a single other reason um, uh, to leave a church. If they are abandoning biblical doctrine, if they're abandoning the biblical gospel, if they are adding works to the gospel, if they are, um, you know, just kind of launching off on the hobby horses, which isn't necessarily the same thing as abandoning the truth, but yeah. it might be It might be so like a, a, a one... Um, I was going to say kind of a one beat uh, situation, you know, but at the same time, and you want the gospel to be, you know, <laughs> the, the, what you're uh, drumming to as a church all the time. But if they're leaving faithful biblical orthodoxy, if you've been there one month, one year, or 15 years, when you can see that, you leave. Now, I want to say, if you're a member in an official sense, not a lot of churches have membership, Correct. but if you are, there's a process normally to that. Um, even with what I just said being true, you need to be, uh, you need to love the church enough, love the leadership enough, love the other people in that church enough to speak up, to ask for an audience with leadership, um, and to express your concerns. Now, you might get nowhere and still need to leave, but in love, you need to give what I would call either the benefit of the doubt. It could have just been a very poorly spoken word, right? Sure, In a right. sermon, like, oh my goodness. I mean, right. I mean how many I times that well, have I, could, I yeah. yes, uh, made, a, made a mistake and overspoke or whatever? So you don't do it off of one example, um, but you do beseech the church when you know something's clearly off and unbiblical. But when you get nowhere, I would, I would argue at the very least you have permission to, to go somewhere else. Yeah. I, I wouldn't tell you you must go somewhere else necessarily because reform needs to come in many churches, and oftentimes it does come with, with people sticking it out. Um, but there can come a time for sure, and you need to seek the Lord's wisdom on this when it is time to, to go. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, I think some people, like you said, can be way too quick on that. As soon as they hear anything off at all, I think you have to recognize that your pastors are human. Uh, Certainly we could attest to that. And there are probably times when it's not said as well as it could be said, but that's not necessarily the evidence of the church's belief. So here's one thing that I see a lot that happens. People make these decisions in closed uh, confines. They're not welcoming questions with leadership or pursuing any clarity. And that's often to your own detriment. I I think if you're going to leave a church, it can't be flippant. And at the same time, you need to take what you're saying, Chris, very seriously, which is the truth of God's word. If they're teaching what's clearly false, then you need to own the fact that you've been belonging to this church and explain that this is their decision and here's why. And I think you have good ground to stand on. But to make a decision 
about something without ever getting clarification, without ever really going before your leaders and just disappearing um, is not in any way defensible, I think, in the New Testament. I I think about um, someone, of course, be very generic here, but someone that was at our church, this was a while ago, but um, after a handful of times seeing her around, it was probably actually a few months at least, just she even got plugged into a small group and just um, like a two or three sentence email that it became clear uh, that um, we, we don't believe in something that um, she holds very dear, and it was like, I'm no longer attending. To which I said, hey, listen, after three months, it's not a whole lot of establishment. At the same time, what, what, are, you, what, what are you even talking about? Right. Like, what level of um, theological issue is this? And, and she just didn't even want to address it. Mm-hmm. And so that, that easy leave-ism uh, happens here, too, um, but it can happen in a lot of places. At the same time, um, I, I know recently I, I've uh, run into and, and kind of... Um, uh, intentionally made sure to meet a lot of new people, uh, which I always try to do. And it's like seven years at one place, 12 years, even recently, 22 years at one place. And it's like, that is just so heartbreaking, yeah, right? Um, and to your point, they oftentimes have left you uh, even before you end up walking out the doors sure. and looking for a new place. But, um, you know, as a, as a pastor... Um, as 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 pastors as we are, um, I know I always want to give a lot of like latitude and benefit of the doubt when I hear something from someone. Some people rush to like name their former church and name something that happened, and 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 I wasn't there. I'm hearing one side of the story. I, I just want to give a lot of um, grace to to said pastor or said church before I would kind of judge them guilty of something. And then we we hear a lot of themes though, don't we? Yeah. What what's a theme or two that you feel like you're hearing? these days that are that are driving people away from churches uh, I think s- some of the ways that people are picking up on or not picking up on political themes um, and how they you know tie into what the Bible actually says uh, sometimes standing for things or not standing for things that we ought to is kind of a big deal. So when something plays out like, um, well, this big issue of the social gospel, I I would label that as an issue, boom, right there, that there is this undercurrent in our culture that is pressing the social gospel. And the social gospel is not the gospel. And Galatians 1 is pretty clear that if anyone bring anything other than the true gospel, let him be a curse. And I think the social gospel, um, it, it has been a serious concern for people that they have uh, seen, sensed, and um, have, I think, rightly walked away from. It doesn't make it easy to do that. Uh, and it's heartbreaking. But again, that gets back to you're not leaving your church in that moment because it, that's not what they'd always been teaching. It's just where they've come out and started teaching, kind of being on the, we would say, the right side of history, right? Or the right cultural uh, moment, moment and being yeah. on that side of things. And um, I think that is very uh, disheartened and saddened people. And they're coming over as a result, at least in, in that sense. Yeah. That'd be one of them. So, so I think we can say this, you know, when to leave your church, um, if the, if the, if biblical doctrine is clearly being abandoned, particularly again in the in the teaching leadership, we could also say where there is because uh, First Timothy chapter three gets into it again as far as um, uh, l- the qualifications of elders and deacons in a church, where 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 those um, men as elders in particular are not living the kind of life that is biblically laid out. Yeah, that's, that's uh, now another get, one. We we need to still be patient there and sure. recognize n- n- you know you nowhere in this list First Timothy three do you see. Prof- 
perfection laid out. Definitely maturity, but not perfection. But are they are they going to be repentant when they do sin against you? But if they're not repentant, if they are going to defend their territory, um, I again wouldn't say you ought to leave immediately. Um, but it's definitely a reason I would say legitimately you could move That's on. That's another big one. Leadership is yeah. another big one. So we're talking about truth. We're talking about you know the presence of false doctrine, which would of course be what the truth stands to protect and preserve. False doctrine, like you said, stunningly in the New Testament, so many commands, so many addresses about false teaching. It, it, it almost just passes by without us recognizing that I do believe, and I, you'll have to check me on this and maybe we'll fact check later, but is the most frequently commanded issue in the New Testament is false teaching. So you have that. And then you're talking about leadership right now. And leadership's an important piece. And and there actually is no word for someone being disqualified from ministry, uh, though I think that's a reason to leave. We, we get that, that from right. the right. qualifications of, a, of an elder, for example. Sure. And if an elder, the lead elder, disqualifies himself, not just the lead elder, but usually that's the issue, Mm-hmm. Um, that is very serious, and I think you're right that that's that's room for consideration. It's 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 not to say that you have to leave in that moment, but it is I think room for consideration to think you know hey if it's the not the teaching then the next thing is the leaders and and you know First Peter is pretty serious about the leaders and the, the strong judgment that the Lord will bring in the household of God starting with the elders and they ought to be held to that high standard which is freaky because that's me sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, how to leave a church? You, um, you are convinced that one or both of the things, particularly leadership and teaching sound doctrine, uh, one or both is now being abdicated. Uh, but let's just assume this person's been at this church five years or more, and they love the people of the church, and they, they serve and all this. How to leave that church? I, I would um, first caution um, slowly as a general principle, right? I mean, there are exceptions to this, but slowly as a general principle, I think of Galatians 6. Um, this is not, again, we're making kind of by application here. Uh, brothers, if anyone's caught in any transgression, I would say false teaching. Uh, I would say clearly violating your elder qualifications is a transgression. You who are spiritual should restore him uh, in a spirit of gentleness, right? So come to this transgressor, even if it's a leader of the church, you may very well need at least one more person to come with you that knows they've identified this as well. Come to them and try to restore them to the full and true gospel. Try to restore them away from uh, um, anti-biblical, false gospel, works-based teaching, whatever it might be. Uh, Keep a watch on yourself, lest you to be tempted. Um, uh, just, just the idea here to say uh, we always need to be mindful of our own hearts. We can be, we can be judgmental. We can be ourselves hypocritical. We can be self-deceived. And, and so, as a general principle, particularly as you've been at a church longer and longer, um, hopefully that means you've got some serious buy-in with your life there. Yeah. Don't rush out the door. Right. Um, we've had it happen here, and I know it happens at other places. But don't rush out the door. Have those hard conversations. Yes, yes, I, I completely agree. And when you're having those hard conversations, and I just want to be clear to everybody that's listening, we're not saying the only two reasons to leave a church Correct. are those two. We're just trying to simply identify some pretty clear ones in the Bible. There, there are other reasons. I don't want to make anyone feel bad if that didn't fall into one of those two categories. Sure. I'm sure there's other ones we're missing. We're just trying to identify a few. But when you're 
really owning it and and addressing it, you know, face to face when you're leaving a church. I think one of the things you want to consider as well, especially when it comes down to the truth aspect, is Al Mohler wrote an incredible article. Al Mohler is the uh, head of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. He wrote an article about theological triage. And the idea of triage is that when you're, you know, a doctor, a medic for an army, and you have a guy that's um, hemorrhaging out of his leg and losing enough blood to die in a matter of minutes, and you have another guy that broke an arm, you deal with one before the other. In the world of truth, for example, there are tiers of truth that he kind of helps break down. First level doctrine is, hey, if you don't believe this, you're not a Christian, you should automatically leave a church on that level. Second level doctrine may be the difference between being a Baptist versus a Presbyterian, and that may be significant enough to you to say, you need to be in a Presbyterian or a Baptist church, though we have lots of non-denominational churches, so that may not equate. But then uh, uh, I, Of which we are one. Of which we are one, absolutely, yeah. and, and actually both are welcome to, to worship at our church. Sure. Um, but then there's the third level stuff, and this is the distinction I want to make, that you're not leaving a church over things that you can actually disagree with within the body agreeably. Right. Some things it's like, hey, I really, really am committed to the you know baptizing of babies, and I can't can't do without that in terms of my interpretation. That's a second level issue if you're holding it to that strength right. and you probably should go somewhere else. And that's not a bad thing, right? That would be one of those true things. But if it comes down to, I hold an eschatological position, for example. Regarding and, the end times. Regarding the end yeah. times. And either they're teaching something that uh, isn't exactly lined up. I, I think with something like eschatology, that's a, hey, there's room to disagree within the body. You know, right. we've even talked about, I think the, the issue of the gifts is something that, you know, within reason, I think we can just, we can agree to disagree and still be in fellowship together. Right. But that depends in some sense of how strongly you hold those convictions. So, so you want to make sure you've got convictions that are legitimate and you're not just running for any reason. Maybe proportionate. Convictions that are proportionate, proportionate. to the biblical convictions. <laughs> that's, that, that's helpful. Let, let yes. biblical doctrine guide your convictions about a church. So I had in, in seminary, one of my favorite professors, Dr. Gary Brashears, gave four Ds regarding regarding theology, and I think it could help with church too. I think it actually definitely does. Um, uh, die for, divide over, uh, debate about, and decide for. Mm, so I love die, that. die for is top level stuff. Yes. Jesus is God. God. Christianity the Trinity. is true. The Bible is God's word. The Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit. There's precious few. Yep. Um, and then divide over. These are serious theological issues of which we should. And now we're gonna. There, there's. We're not gonna fill in all the buckets for our listeners sure. right now because part of the issue is figuring out what's where. Right. But in the divide for the idea is in in church. I, I, I'm going to consider you a Christian, but our, our our disagreements are such that I do believe you're wrong in a certain interpretation and I do believe that the position I take is right and therefore because of that I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to not cause <laughs> I'm not going to cause division. I'm going to leave, right? So I'm going to d- divide from fellowship. While I believe you're a Christian, I believe yeah. there's an erroneous position that you have. Yes. Uh, debate over is, hey, um, these things could be serious, and uh, uh, but they could also just be convictional level stuff we shouldn't disband fellowship for. And then uh, d- 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 decide about is like, you know, random questions of biblical, you know, um, uh, quizzing and sure. different um, hard to answer things that nobody should um, wrestle with in terms of uh, this is a matter of being able to even be at this church. So die for, divide over, debate about, and then decide for. That's super, super helpful. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. And I think those, those are the issues you're going to want to discuss, you know, um, with your people in your life, get good godly counsel around, have people that are praying for you. One of the things I, I want to just say too, as we um, close out is there's a real space in the church right now for these people. And they're wondering if they're welcome. They're wondering if they can just take part. Some people, for, for them, it's just a season. Like, they're not looking necessarily to make it their home. Is that okay to do? Like, you know, as they've left, and let's say, let's assume they've left their church faithfully and for the right reasons. And they're coming and they're kind of hanging out. What would you say to them, Chris, about where they're at? And, uh, you know, speak into that a little bit to encourage and maybe... Um, some gentle sure. direction. I, I try to assess either off of one or two conversations, like where are they at in coming here? Uh, regardless of was it again, was it was it five months, five years, even even fifteen years? That's not the easiest predictor. It's in the moment if they will tell me, man, we are. They might say we're just like we're wounded. We need time to heal. I, I want to um, always say, hey, this is a place for you to do that. We're happy to have you here. We want you to know that we want you to be getting involved as the Lord would lead. So sometimes it's, man, I just need time, and we want to minister to them. And that other times, it doesn't matter how long they've been at their previous church, man, they are ready to go. Right. They're ready to jump in, tell me how I can get involved. I got maybe this and that leadership experience, but I'm ready to learn, and I'm not trying to like enforce my previous experience. I want to I want to help here. I want to contribute. Then, then I'm like, man, this is how you can get involved. This is ways that you can get involved in ministry. And so um, I try to assess based on sometimes nonverbal cues. I don't want to like, uh, you know, once I once I inform them I'm a pastor, they're like looking for the exit doors because they're brand new and right. they're hurting. Right. And they right. don't want um, to, to be found out in that moment. And, and so I just want to like give a lot of grace and space there. Um, and then other times it's clear, man, they're ready to jump in. How do I get involved? What, what can yeah. I do here to serve the Lord with you guys? And so it's a it's an assessment where you ask the Lord's leading, for sure. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I think we love everyone that comes through our doors. We're always trying to look to plug them in, get them into deeper discipleship, deeper commitment to the Lord, deeper commitment to His church, which is frankly lost on us in some ways. You right. know, even mentioning membership is such a small deal. I think a, a healthy, vital Christian life involves life in the body. So let's facilitate that healing, give that space, but not let that stay indefinitely and help them make steps towards finding another church home that they can be a part of where God's grace is poured out in abundance and, uh, Honestly, a lot of times healing continues through active service, yes. active participation, and, a, and an active new experience with, under you know the leadership of a, another faithful, godly church. So it's a, it's a it's a great question, Chris. This whole issue. Yeah, good word. I hope that's encouraging. Uh, you know, feel free to share this. I, I would imagine our listeners know people um, who are in this space. They're considering or just left a church for any variety of reasons. And I hope we've addressed some encouraging ways to um, think about this, to pray through this, and to seek the Lord's will for your life, for your family. If you're married and have kids, continue to seek Him together. Continue to follow Him. Plug into a faithful local church who will love and shepherd you and 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 hold God's word forward uh, to. To you in the preaching and proclamation, and uh, and once you're ready to jump back in, is definitely a word to say. Don't give up on the local church sure. in a general way. It's but easy to do that. Keep to be tempted leaning that. in because it's the Lord's will. It will be the place where you will gain uh, the the health that you do need in a season if it's a painful one like that. So good conversation. Uh, appreciate this, and uh, we'll see you next time.
You've been listening to Doxologic, a podcast by Doxa Church in Rockland, California. To learn more, visit doxachurch.net. Oh, 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 o